Are you a fan of all things Star Wars? This is the podcast you're looking for. Welcome to the Star Wars Rant Podcast with your host, Ryan Seddon, along with Chad Viz. And introducing Dave Mann. Welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast. This is episode number 52. I'm Brian Seddon, and with me is Chad Viss. Hello there. And we are without Dave Mann. We are manless. Dave Manless. <laughs> so, uh, but we will push push ahead. Um, he'll be back next week. So he's not pulling a B knob. He's not gone forever. Uh, just <laughs> RIP. Just tonight. Yeah. He's, he's, again, B knob is not dead. He is alive and well. Uh, we'll probably be on the podcast maybe in a couple weeks here. Or maybe not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so. Um, you know, there's not a, a lot going on um, since the last time we uh, we recorded, Chad. Um, and I think part of that's due to just the movies, you know, or The Last Jedi coming out, you know, soon. Or at least, you know, more uh, the trailers coming out, um, which we'll talk about. But uh, it seems like things have kind of slowed down as far as news. Mm-hmm. Um but hey, we're going to talk about what we found and uh, maybe a couple other things. So let's just jump right into it. Our last podcast, we were actually talking about the trailer. Um, Chad broke down um, uh, when various trailers came out for Star Wars. And um, it seems now that we do have a confirmation of when we are getting the next trailer. Um, so Mark Hamill, someone tweeted, uh, <laughs> make sure I said that right. Someone tweeted Mark Hamill, um, about a week or so ago about the trailer. And he strongly suggested that the fan watch the October 9th, Monday night football game, uh, between the Chicago bears who are terrible and the Minnesota Vikings who are also terrible. Skull Vikings. Um, <laughs> Um, and, uh, he kind of left it at that, but basically insinuating that the next trailer would, uh, come during the game. The, uh, the tweet was quickly deleted and, um, he did try to cover his tracks saying that he meant nothing by it, but, um, it is official that the, uh, next trailer for the last Jedi will be October 9th. During the Monday night football game. Which makes sense because that's when we got Force Awakens. One of their trailers was during a Monday night football game halftime show. Yeah. So um, so there you go. And I know uh, the NFL, unfortunately, has been in the news a lot. And we're not going to get political on you. Not going to do that. But, uh, um, but you will have to watch... Monday Night Football to uh, to get that trailer. Or, or or you could probably just go to YouTube or, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, go to YouTube right after, I, I'm yeah. sure. So if you still It'll don't want to watch football, you, you don't have to. Um, so there's that. So any, any, any more thoughts on that, Chad? You excited? You pumped? Yeah. No, yeah, more Star Wars. Another look into Star Wars, and uh, hopefully I'm sure we'll get some of the same footage, but then some new stuff, uh, yeah. we assume, and I'm excited. We'll um, and we'll have a 
uh, trailer breakdown for you because I know everybody loves that. So, um, you know, the, the next podcast um, after that, we'll, uh, we'll do a breakdown of the trailer and, and let you know our thoughts, um, let you know anything that we saw. So that's, that's in about two weeks then. Um, you know, maybe we'll have B-Nob on for that, maybe not. Um, but so I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right. Also, yeah. the last, <laughs> the last Jedi. <laughs> uh, according to Sin World, Episode Eight is going to have a runtime of 150 minutes. The longest one before that was Attack of the Clones at 142 minutes. Yeah. Woo. That's good. No, it is good as long as it's not boring like Attack Two of the Clones. Two and a half hours. Give it to me. There were some good parts of Attack of the Clones. Come on, all the Jedi fighting each other. That was cool. Or not fighting each other, but fighting all the, the Genosans and the droids. That was cool. Yeah, I actually thought that could have been done better, though, to be honest okay, with you. But it was cool um, at the time. It was the first time you saw all these Jedi with all these lightsabers all together. And then it was awesome. <laughs> um, it was awesome. I, f- I still awesome. feel like it could have been done better. Attack of the Clones is not not my favorite at all. It's my least favorite, as a matter of fact. Hmm. Fair enough. Move along. Um. <laughs> all right. So, moving right along, Chad, you found a, a interesting article about uh, Luke Skywalker and his um uh relationship with Vader, as far as things that he. Comes to find out um, after Return of the Jedi about one Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. So you want to kind of break that down for us? It was kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, just a little article from, uh, well, YouTuber Mike Zero, uh, who we've mentioned numerous times on the podcast, uh, comes up with some interesting things. Um, The rumor is that Luke's perspective or perception of Darth Vader um, and that influence of his perception of Darth Vader will will show in Episode Eight quite a bit. Um, so after Darth Vader died, you know, in <clears throat> Return of the Jedi, and he's cremated, cremated, uh, Luke goes to learn about his father, which makes sense. I guess I'd never really thought about it that way, even going to Episode Seven, going into it and thinking, well, okay. Luke didn't know his mom. He even asked Leia, do you remember your mother? You know, what was she like? He didn't know his mom. He didn't know his dad. He finds out that Darth Vader is his father, has a hard time with it, but then comes to terms with it, eventually turns his father back away from the dark side right at the end of his life. And it would make sense that he wants to know more about his father. He wants to know, was, you know, was he a Jedi? We know he, he knows he's Darth Vader and he did terrible things. But what about the times when he was a Jedi? What about the time things he did, you know, during the Empire's evil reign? So, uh, the book that's coming out, The Legends of Luke Skywalker, which we talked about again before, it's going to have a bunch of short stories in it, um, basically purporting the legend of Luke Skywalker, um, kind of taking on some stories that are told uh, by individuals on this cargo ship heading to Canto Bight. Um, which obviously is a big part of episode eight and all the things they heard that this Luke Skywalker was did during his time becoming a Jedi master Um, myths and tall tales, things of that nature. So according to this Mike zero, it's going to give us some insight into things that he did 
um, after episode six to become a Jedi master. Um, where he went, some things that he found out about his father. Um, it'll give us some insight into his expeditions with Lor Santaka or Lor Santeca, who was one of the members of the Church of the Force, uh, the one at the beginning of Episode Seven that gave Poe the map to Skywalker. Um, so we'll see some expeditions that he had with him, um, and it also talks about you know some of the things where he stumbles upon unknown horrific tales about Darth Vader that took place during the peak of the Empire's reign in the galaxy, uh, which obviously we'd assume that's when he was at the most evil that Vader ever was. Um, and we have some comic books that explored some of his, you know, Vader's, what he's been doing. Um, but at this point, we've only got after episode three, getting the lightsaber, and after episode four. Um, we don't really have a whole lot past that. So, you know, after the first Death Star is destroyed, things that he did there. Um, but then leading up to Death Star number two, we don't have a, a ton of information. So Luke's going to find out what he did, what his father was capable of. Um, maybe, you know, I think we talked about the possibility that he has part of that kyber crystal as a necklace that Luke Skywalker does. Um, thank you. And so that may explain why why he has that, where he got it, where he found it, um, or if he just took it from Vader's lightsaber when he died. Because uh, see, because Vader's arm was cut off by Luke, did he lose his lightsaber at that point? No. Where did the lightsaber go? Was it? Because uh, he went down he and he was it? holding he was holding the railing with his non-lightsabered hand, his other hand with the lightsaber was up, and Luke just went nuts and hacked at it, boom, 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 and eventually cut it off. And that's where he realized he was letting the anger get a hold of him, and he threw his, threw his lightsaber away, and the Emperor started electrocuting him. I don't know, off the top of my head, which is sad, that uh, Vader's lightsaber didn't fall down that same hole that the Emperor shortly thereafter was chucked into hang on let's just let's just let me just give me a second here but either way regardless of if if he okay. he's chopping it he's chopping it uh it, it fell it looked like let me just look one more time i don't know if you can see it sir It fell down there. So, so, so how would he? How would he have? Uh, again, here we've what? got. I like. Okay, I, you're watching again. I, sorry. It's, yeah, no. Just confirmed. He was uh, chopping at his uh, lightsaber, Vader's lightsaber, and then uh, cuts off his hand. And it seems to me that the lightsaber would have fell down. Um, now see now I don't know if it's one of those like endless shafts like you know what I mean or if mm-hmm. just if there's like a ground some floor underneath there which could be well here we have another lightsaber f- being dropped off a planet possibly and you know like Luke's was and found again later so I mean if if it's true that he's wearing true. a kyber Vader's kyber crystal Right, if that's true, which would be a cool so. story. So, I mean, that we don't know that, but that may explain how he got it if that is indeed the case. Um, so, yeah, interesting little... I mean, obviously, with the book, I'll be definitely getting getting that and taking a look at that, but yeah. um, if we get some insight into Luke learning about his father, 
which obviously he's going to want to do. I think there's some really cool things that we could uh, explore there. What you know, what I like is um, is them showing the connection between Luke and uh, Laura Santeca mm-hmm. because um, you know in the Force Awakens, there's obviously you know a relationship there that uh, Laura Santeca brings up. You know, he says, uh, you know, I've when he talks about Leia, to me, she'll be royalty. She'll always be royalty. She's, yeah. yeah, she'll always be royalty. So, um, so she under, he, you know, there's a connection with him and the Skywalkers. So that's cool f- for them to explore that, that, that would answer some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's actually what I'm most excited about. Um, when it comes to that, you know, another thing is there's that other book coming out, um, from a certain point of view, Star Wars from a certain point of view. Comes and out I this know, next like, week. There's, yeah, one of the stories is uh, I was reading about is a Boba Fett story about, um, uh, you know, when he's searching for Han Solo and Chewbacca and that moment when Han Solo is getting frozen, I think it's saying, and he's, and you hear, I guess it's from Boba Fett's perspective, obviously. And uh, just you kind of hear his inner dialogue, what he's mm. thinking and things like that. So, I mean, it sounds cool. What I think, Chad, we should do is, um, and when I say we, I mean you, um, <laughs> you know, because these are short stories, maybe we, story we, time? Just, we just, story time, we just hit them all, you know, well, start off with them, the ones huh? that are uh, impressive. Yeah, 40. So, like, so we've done episode 90 loud? something. Well, no, just. Uh, possibly. No, maybe the highlights. I don't know how okay. short they're going to be. Yeah, you I know, don't either. The, uh, the cliff <clears throat> notes, you know. But um, hmm. I, I think I think we owe that to the fans. Um, they're clamoring for that. They hmm. can't get enough of Chad's story time. I don't think that's um, true. Very true. Huh? So, uh, so there you go, folks. A new segment coming your way, courtesy of Chad. Live on the podcast. Spontaneity. That's what we're all about. That's right. We are spontaneity. Spontaneous. Spontaneity. All right. Um, So anyway, so so that's cool. I got something for you, Chad. Lay it on me. uh, 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 (laughs) Spontaneous story here. Um, So we talk a lot about Snoke, obviously. And one of the things we say, or... I've said repeatedly because I've read articles repeatedly that um, we're not going to get um, answers to who Snoke is or a lot about Snoke in The Last Jedi. But mm-hmm. turns out, hopefully, that I could be wrong. Okay. So I'm reading a story from Dork Side of the Force. It's by Neil Harrington and um, Andy Circus, who plays Snoke. Uh, was doing an interview, um, and they uh, started talking about, or he was on a panel, and somebody asked him, of course, about uh, the Last Jedi, and um, you know, at first he said he couldn't say anything, but then he did say, uh, he says, I know enough to play the character. Um, there is a mystery to the character, and it's coming up soon. He says, I know who he is, where he comes from. What he represents, hmm. and he says that will soon be out of the bag and unfold itself. Um, hmm. So, so there you go. 
you know, I don't know if that necessarily means we'll get that in the, well, it would have to, right? Because the story for episode nine is not flushed out, right? right? They're still writing it. So, yeah. So I would think then that we're going to get it in the Force Awakens. Um, so, uh, you know, here's a little thing. Um, says, what do we know so far about this powerful dark side user who hails from the unknown regions? Um, not too much, but here are a few details, which we know from canon sources. Um, so they're citing, you know, the bloodline novel, the aftermath trilogy, the force awakens visual guide, and, um, some of the other dictionaries. So, so here's just a rundown of what we know about Snoke. Um, it says Snoke and Kylo Ren are not Sith. Right. Snoke's had other apprentices before Kylo Ren. So that's interesting. I didn't know that. Well, uh, he does. He does call him the the per like the the good the balance between the light and the dark. You need perfect clay. So I guess I could see where that would be. That makes sense. Says uh, he was around to witness the events of the Empire, knowing the history of Darth Vader, even of his redemption. He encourages and instructs Kylo to embrace the light and dark within him saying that it will mold, mold him into a powerful dark side acolyte by doing so. Hmm. He is from the unknown regions of galactic space. During the time of the Empire, Snoke was calling out to Emperor Palpatine, Darth Sidious, uh, through the Force for reasons unknown at this point. His mega-class Star Destroyer is called the Supremacy and will be the largest one to date within Star Wars. Snoke is afraid of Luke Skywalker, knowing full well that the Jedi Master could bring peace and justice back to the galaxy. And that's it. Okay. So. Yeah. Kind of interesting. I heard a theory, and I don't. I hesitate to even bring it up because I don't. Um, I don't know that I remember there, it's in a. In its entirety, but um, you know, one of the things I'll, I'll kind of give kind of the highlight of it, um, only because it said on there that he's afraid of Luke. Um, the theory was basically that Snoke was a um, a Sith from you know, like a, like an ancient Sith, and that he grew too powerful, and at some point he was locked away. Um, and that he escaped, and that he and and also that he uh, somehow experienced both sides of the force, light and dark, right? Which I guess makes sense because that would be like a Vader or somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he's he's um, but there's another side of the force. So like when, you know, like Obi-Wan and Anakin become force ghosts and Yoda, like they're experiencing a whole nother side of the force basically. Okay. And that somehow Snoke has experienced that as well, except he never dies and he doesn't die because he, uh, sucks the force out of Jedi's. Hmm. And, um, and the gist of this theory is that um, he wants to engage with Luke Skywalker to drain his force to help him. Kind of like a Voldemort deal yeah. is what it reminds me He's of. He's a Dementor. 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, so I don't know, whatever, take it for what it's worth. Um, and that's, that's not, I didn't flush out the whole theory. He sucks the life out of Luke and he that. turns into Liam Neeson and we have Qui-Gon Jinn, young oh Qui-Gon Jinn. What? And that's, that's who Snoke is. Qui-Gon Jinn? Yeah. No, Liam um, Neeson, not Qui-Gon Jinn, Liam Neeson. Oh. With a particular set of skills. Yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but then, uh, Chad, you you had something uh, you said about The Last Jedi as far as what you're hearing they might do with the movie. Well, yeah, it's... Or a, not The Last Jedi, the... Uh, episode 9. Episode 9, right? Yeah, it's it's not a... It's nothing official. It's more of people asking around and saying, what if... And so I guess my I wanted to get Dave's thoughts and your thoughts on it, and obviously the listeners' input as well. Is yeah. what what would you think of how what would your reaction be to if they made Episode Nine a two part story, a la a la no. you know Twilight, no, a la no. Harry Potter. Yeah, you would bring up Twilight first. You would. Well, <laughs> uh no it doesn't that's not star wars star wars doesn't do that you can't you can't mess with 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 how we do things for star wars you can't do it you can't I mean, don't they break could. the formula no they it's could. terrible i hate that and to me that's just such a ploy to just make more money you yeah know say I mean? the, I the hobbit that. the hobbit one book was three movies long yeah that shouldn't it's happen ridiculous no but it did but wasn't it wasn't that good. It's okay. It did, but this is Star Wars. You can't do that. You would anger so many people, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be a bad move. However, I would not put it out of the realm of possibility that they would try it. The the prob- You're right. It would break tradition. It would break something that's never been done in this type of thing before. But again, they're doing spinoff anthology movies. That's never been done before. They're, you know, they're doing cartoons and things to fill in the gaps that's never been done before. What's what? It would not surprise me too much if they said episode nine sub, you know, colon subtitle part one, <laughs> episode <laughs> so, two so colon yeah, subtitle. Yeah, 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 they won't do it. You know what they I mean? I'm so, episode <laughs> nine. Uh, this, uh, see the Jedi, the Jedi <laughs> lives part one. Episode nine, the Jedi lives part two. Oh, do we need to start? Uh, yeah, I guess after the last Jedi, we get to start thinking what the next one's going to be called. Yeah, that's a little early. The for Jedi that, lives, yeah. huh? I just came up with that on the fly, but yeah, I mean, they could terrible. do it. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Probably it not. It, it doesn't could. make sense. It it does doesn't make sense. sense. It's called money. It made sense in it dollars. It does not make sense. Billions of no. dollars. I, it makes billions yeah, of dollars twice. It makes no. lots of sense. It's not going to happen. The CENTS. Um, so Dave, what's your thoughts? Yeah, Dave, let us know. We'll we'll ask him next week and see what he says. Oh. Um, he listeners, here. if you if you have opinions, which you're a human, so you obviously have opinions, uh, let us know on our Facebook page when Brian posts this uh, episode. There, um, comment. Let us know what. Uh, just made sure that he posted it there. You're welcome. Uh, post underneath. Give us comments. Tell us what you think about the part one, part two. Um, if that's a good idea, a bad idea, you like it, you hate it, it should, it will happen, it won't happen. What do you think? Yeah. And then uh, if we if we like your post, free Zestos on Chad. 
Yeah, just, uh, you just got to go yeah. to South Dakota. Sure. And uh, it's on him. Yep, just come so, on down. Let me know you're a listener of the Star Wars Rant podcast and uh, buy, buy a cone. All right. Well done. Um, spontaneity. Let's uh, spontaneity. Um, you know, before we jump into anything else, let's talk about Rebels because we haven't talked about that, Chadvis. It's, uh, it's going to premiere on Monday, October Monday. 16th. This can't be right at 12:30 a.m. I don't think that's right. Hey that man, maybe, no you should, maybe you should maybe you should get your sources straight. It does say 12:30 <laughs> a.m. Eastern time, um, 9 p.m. The... No, okay. Mondays at 12:30, 3 a.m., 7:30, 5:30, and 9. I know. So I know a lot of times when they play it for the first time, they will play it numerous other times. I'm guessing the first time you'll be able to see it is 9 p.m. Eastern time because that's typically the time it comes out. And then all these other times will be replays of that. Well, anyway. Set your DVR. All right. So um, so this is going to be the final season of, of Star Wars Rebels, and they've um, come out with the first six episode titles. In descriptions, so I am going to tell you the descriptions. I don't think they're necessarily spoilers um, per se. So, you know, if you don't want to hear it, then you know, throw your phone out the window. That's right. Right. Do it now. We'll tell you when it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so episode or episode, yeah, episode one, Heroes of Mandalore, part one. See now they can do the part ones and See? part twos. They're already doing it because they're laying precedent. See, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Let's do it. It's gonna happen. All right, so Heroes of Mandalore, part one. Sabine leads Ezra, Kanan, and an army of her fellow Mandalorians back to her home world to rescue her father from the clutches of the Empire. Maybe that is a spoiler because I didn't know her father was alive. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Heroes of Mandalore Part 2, when Sabine discovers the Empire has resurrected a devastating weapon she created and plans to use it against her people, she must decide whether to destroy it or use it herself. Um, in the Name of the Rebellion Part 1. See? Is episode Again! <laughs> Another Part 1. As members of the Rebel happen. Alliance... Uh, Ezra and the Ghost Crew must accept a mission to spy on an Imperial outpost they would rather destroy. Uh, in the Name of the Rebellion Part 2, after being separated from Hera and Kanan, Ezra and Sabine join the desperate quest of Saul Guerrera to hunt down the Empire's elusive secret super weapon. I like that they've got them joining officially joining the Rebel Alliance. Right. Yes, and and we could see more Saw Gerrera, um, which, by the way, nice. I am excited. I did see on the trailer, we get to see more of uh, Two Tubes. Remember Two Tubes? Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? Yeah, the one that put the bag over uh, the pilot's head. Right. Uh, uh, Brody's. Brody. Uh, he looks, to me, like that was a great-looking character. Um, so I'm excited we get some more of him. And he seemed to be kind of like Saul's number two, which that would be confirmed, it seems like, in this trailer because mm-hmm. uh, he's right there with him. So anyway, uh, the next one, the occupation. Ezra and the ghost crew are called back to Lothal when a new Imperial threat rises. And then episode six, Flight of the Defender. Um, 
Flight of the Navigator. It sounds like that. Yeah, Flight of the Navigator, right? Flight of the Defender. So for you 80s children, you'll you'll recognize <laughs> Flight of the Navigator. Um, Ezra and Sabine steal an Imperial prototype TIE fighter, but must rely on some unexpected help to escape from Thrawn. There you go. That's six mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. Count them. Yep. So, so Chad, um, you know, if you, I don't know if you saw the trailer, Chad, I'm assuming you did, but it looks like we're going to see like some, uh, some, um, relationship building and some, uh, loving with Kanan and Hera. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's, what's your not... thoughts on that? Sure. Why not? That's, little, I little mean, taboo? he's a little taboo. Why? Why? Because he's Jedi. She, he's former Jedi. She's a Twi'lek. You know? Yes. Okay. It's forbidden love. He's Is blind. He's blind now. <laughs> That's so racist. <laughs> I'm <rather> racist. Oh <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. I think it's it's good. I mean, okay, it's 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 tension building. You build a relationship. You have them get close in the book. And then you kill a new them. right oh, in a book. Sorry. A new dawn. Yeah. Like the first time he sees yeah. her, um, they kind of allude to the fact that he's like, oh. You know, so I mean, they've definitely been building that way, yeah. way back before. And I, so. I didn't think of that. Yeah, and what what they'll do, I assume, is going to happen. We know Hera lives, right? Because you hear her name in uh, Rogue One, so you know yeah. she makes it past the series. I bet Kanan doesn't, and I bet he has to sacrifice himself or do something to save her life. And they proclaim their love for each other shortly beforehand. He goes off, does something heroic, and is killed. Um, and she's, she lives on, you know, with that grief and that memory and that's makes her want to, to take the empire down even more. So there you go. And what's funny is everybody's been kind of, uh, rooting for Ezra and Sabine, I think. And, um, no, I don't, I sure. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Seems like it, but I could be wrong. But uh, now it seems obviously that we're gonna get Kanan and, and Hera. So, so there you go. Um, we'll get to find out what happens to Thrawn. Will he survive or not? Chad, what do you think? What's your prediction? Yes, Will Thrawn I, survive? I think, I think they, so. Yes, so that they can continue the to write stories is, about him in books and comics oh, after. The problem is, you know, Rebels is supposed to lead right up to like you right. know, Rogue One. He, if so, you recall. From the Thrawn book, he is not loyal to the Empire. So when the Empire falls, he's when when Death Star One falls. Say he's around, he goes back to his home planet. He goes back to the Chiss. He's just been chilling. He's no, he just he leaves. He leaves the no this universe that we continue our story in, and he goes back home. And maybe you could bring him. You could bring him back in at episode seven, somewhere in Wait, that time is, frame. Well, Chiss is part of the universe, right? That galaxy. Yeah, or no? they're in the unknown regions. They're in the unknown regions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he leaves what we, you know, episode four, five, and six. That where those stories are told. He leaves that space. That's why he's no longer part of the story. You don't see him in the Empire's, you know, uh, hierarchy. Because after maybe after Scarif and he sees the the weaknesses that the Empire has, he's like, you know what? The Empire's not strong enough. They are not who I thought they were, and they can't help us. And I'm out of here. And he goes back to his home planet where he sent his little lieutenant guy ahead of time to do some work. 
And uh, you could tell stories. You could tell a lot more stories with him there. So I don't think they kill him. I think they keep him alive. We'll see. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'd have to think about it a little more. Um, I, I just think, uh, I don't know, man. He'd be pretty old if you brought him back. Like, But he's not human. It's not like they, who do they so age? You don't know the how same? they age. Oh, right. I don't know. Don't know. Right. Don't know. Um, interesting. Yeah, I would. I, my first, my first thought was that he would die, but I understand he's a popular character, and why would you kill him off like a la Darth Maul, and then you know bring him back, you bring else. him back, right. and it's like what money. the heck? So money, man, they can yeah. make more money. Part one, part two. Yeah. Now let's keep Thrawn alive as well. Everybody likes that money. All right. Um, so Chad, do you have an update on the Captain Phasma book? Yeah. Uh, I am, I don't know, maybe halfway through, maybe a little bit further. Um, okay, so I'm not going to give a ton. I'm just going to give you a very general overview of, of what I'm getting from it. So we know this is Captain Phasma's backstory. Uh, it's, it's kind of her origins and it starts with her, it starts with a, uh, not her, but an Imperial or a rebel spy rather. Um, she works for General Organa specifically and she's asked to do a mission. She completes it. She's asked to do another mission. And she is captured by the Supremacy, right? Which is the giant ship that we know is Snoke's ship. Snoke's. And this red stormtrooper, um, he's dressed in all red armor, completely red. It looks similar to Phasma's. Um, it doesn't look like Finn's or the regular issue stormtrooper uh, armor. It's, it's definitely different. He's got a cloak. Um, but it's all bright red. And they call him the Cardinal. Now, in the resistance, uh, the resistance knows of this individual, just like they know of Phasma, they know of Snoke, they know of the Cardinal. He's he's someone known uh, known in the resistance, and he captures this rebel spy, and he takes her down to the bowels of the ship where she's noticing like this this isn't a common place. People don't come here. He's wanting, he turns all the cameras off, puts her in a room, basically tells her he's going to. He's going to torture her. He, he needs some information from her. You're going to tell me or I'll, I'll kill you. And he has one of those, you know, hovering droids that Vader had. Um, and he shocks her, does electrocution, things like that. And eventually we find out what he wants to know is he wants to know Phasma's backstory. He wants to know where Captain Phasma came from. And come to find out this rebel spy has been to Phasma's home planet. Um, and she knows some things about Phasma's backstory because she befriended, it seems like to me at this point, a member of Phasma's hometown, the, a friend of Phasma's when she was younger. And she got a bunch of stories, a bunch of things about Phasma. Now, the reason this cardinal wants to know about Phasma is because he wants to throw her under the bus. He doesn't like her. Um, he is from Jakku. He was brought up as a child, like, warrior, right? He was trained from a child by Brendel Hux, who is Armitage's father, to be a, a warrior. He's one of the best that they have. And currently, he is in charge of all the children, training them, brainwashing them, all that, from that point to a certain age. And once they get to a certain age, then they are transferred to Captain Phasma, and she continues their training and fighting and things like that. So she came in as an adult. She came in as, as a full-grown person, not part of the First Order, not bought in, in his eyes, into the First Order, but just someone trying to use the First Order for her own benefit and her own gain. 
So he wants to find out all the dirt he can on her and try to basically get her ousted from her position uh, to get her because he feels like she came in and kind of stole some of his thunder. And if it weren't for her, he'd be the top dog, you know, in the First Order right under General Hux. But she's kind of taking the spotlight and he doesn't like it. So it goes the way the story is told is it's it's certain chapters are on the supremacy with Cardinal talking to this rebel spy, and I forget her name off the top of my head, and I'm sorry about that. Um, but there's the, their interactions together, and then certain chapters are this rebel spy telling the story of Phasma's meeting the First Order from one of Phasma's quote-unquote friends' perspective. So you'll go from supremacy to Parasnos, I think is how you say the planet that she's from. Um, and you basically find out that she is from a planet that is basically that the first order thought that there was no civilized life there. Um, it was deserted, destroyed, um, nothing of value for them to mine or get. Um, but unfortunately, Brendel Hux and a few of his stormtroopers were on a in a ship for some reason, and the automatic defense system of the planet shot their ship down. It crash landed. And there are like warring clans on this planet, and Phasma's part of one. There's another one that they're warring against. Um, and they end up fighting over the ship because they figure this is a way to get out. They really paint them as like cavemen type people. Like they don't have technology. Most of them have never seen data pads, they've never seen any kind of electronics. They seem droid parts, but they've never seen a lot like an actual droid. The planet seems as though they're, they're at some point in its history, it was technologically advanced, but for some reason they lost all that. And their ancestors, they, they don't know what happened, but something happened and they're fighting with spears and axes and they're wearing masks that they've made out of bone and wood. There are no children. Children don't survive. Um, and so it's, it's a big deal when this ship crashes to get off the planet. And Phasma, basically, she has a brother, and her and her brother kind of rule their clan. And she she basically goes behind her brother's back, doesn't kill him, but backstabs him um, in, a, in order to survive, in order to get off the planet herself. And she takes some of her warriors that she's trained, and they take Brendel Hux once he's crashed um, and try to get him back to the ship so that he can take them off the planet and they can become part of this First Order. Um, Brendel Hux almost dies. They run into a bunch of droids and a mining facility. Um, they try to basically make them indentured servants. The droids try to. Um, and then they end up killing and blowing up all the droids. Um, and I'm to the part where they're just about, it seems like, to get off the planet. Um, and in one of the interactions between the Cardinal and this rebel spy, you find out that Brendel Hux died shortly thereafter that trip. And... And uh, the Cardinal thinks that she had something to do with it. Hmm. The Cardinal thinks either she killed him or she didn't help him or something happened. And he is very close right. to Brendel because he was brought up by him, basically. Um, and the, he keeps mentioning that Armitage and Phasma are coming to the Supremacy soon for a meeting. And he wants this information before they get there so he can go to Armitage and tell him this is how your father died, and it's her fault. She needs to be out of here. So that's kind of the story that's going. And if you recall from the comics, we realize that Phasma's not a good person. 
she she tried to cover up the fact that she's the one that lowered the shields, trying to kill the guy that that found that out, even though he's on her side. And she definitely seems to be out for herself more than anything. So she's yeah. not a loyal quote unquote first order soldier. She's a she's, she's out a for shyster. herself. Yeah. Um. So it's interesting then because I wonder how she rose to prominence if she's coming from a planet of, you know, uneducated. Yeah, she could. They couldn't read. People couldn't read. She like their language was a little off from regular basic. So, but she picks it up quick. She learns fast. She is a great soldier, and you see Brendel admiring her. You know, I mean, he's got a couple stormtroopers with him, and the other people in the clan kind of talk to the stormtroopers, try to figure out their names. And Brendel's like, "They don't. You don't talk unless I tell you to." It's very, you know. They're seeing yeah. the difference between a, a, a family that fights together and a, and a faceless soldier. But they keep mentioning that Phasma seems to really want to be part of this. And so she she's impressed Brendel up to this point. So I'm going to assume, without being done, that he he promotes her pretty quickly because of her abilities. Um, yeah. and I just wonder, though, how she... How she learns quickly you know what i mean mm-hmm. that, that's what i'm interested in yeah. to, to yeah. make sense of that but and i want to i want to find out about the uniform i want to know more about that mm-hmm. um yeah uh do you think i know you haven't gotten very far in it do you think though we'll um see finn in the book at all like like being trained well, or a I, mention well, of maybe. him or that could they could know? throw that in there a little bit yeah no that's that's not bad because they did one part of this planet they have is like a giant desert. And just yeah. to show you how primitive these these people are, uh, the people from Phasma's clan had never seen, they had no idea that it was there. Like they have ne- mm. they had never gone far enough. Where they lived was basically on like cliffs, a lot of rocky right. rocky cliffs and things. And they, they had no idea that there was this gray, and it's gray sand. And one of the, was it Brendel? Or one of the troopers used he used anakin's line about sand was written in the oh, book no. it's rough and coarse and it gets no. everywhere yep and i laughed <laughs> oh, when i read it i laughed out loud because all i could hear uh, is b knob's voice r.i.p uh, saying that it's, that, it's rough and coarse and it gets everywhere and it made me laugh out loud. so so yeah. i would not put it past them That's that funny. they throw effing you know what's his number FN F one two nine nine is the the guy that's his traitor. Oh, I have a shirt with his two one eight seven. FN two one eight seven. There you go. All right. That's cool. You gotta keep us posted on that. So how many chapters are you in? Uh, I don't know. I'm over halfway. I'm not yeah. I don't recall the All number right. of chapters I'm on, but Okay, well halfway. So um cool beans. Um. Well, I think uh, Chad, unless you got something else, I think that's going to wrap this thing up. Yeah, no uh, Pablo's, no Pablo's tweets. tweets. Yeah, no, friend, disappointing. Friend of the show, Pablo Hidalgo, uh, was busy at some <laughs> comic cons and things, so there wasn't really anything super, um, super important when it comes to to tweeting this week. So sorry about that. That's fine. So, hey, I mean, just use the extra time to listen to the comics cast, you know, is what I would recommend. Good call. Um, we got Vader 3. Um, we got Vader 4 also. Those are the two newest ones that uh, that will be up and out for you. 
and then uh, we'll continue to go through the uh, through the list as we move along. But until then, um, check out our website, StarWarsRantPodcast.com. Um, check out our Facebook page, uh, which is just Star Wars Rant Podcast on Facebook. And then, um, yeah, that's it. Next week, Dave will be back, so look forward to that. Maybe we'll get a new theory. Um, and then uh, maybe we'll get Pablo's tweets again from Chad, and then who knows? Who knows what we'll be talking about? But uh, Who knows? Hope you have a good week, and we will talk to you soon. Move along. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Star Wars Ramp Podcast with your host, Brian Seddon, along with Chad Viz and Dave Mann. Follow them on Facebook at Star Wars Ramp Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.